Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Good morning, everyone. I am so excited to be here with you to talk about the distinction between self-reliance and self-leadership and why it matters that they're different because they actually are very different ideas and they have different outcomes when it comes to every type of relationship you can imagine. As I am a dating and relationship coach, my relationships that I mainly focus on are dating and romantic relationships or romantic partnerships, but this matters everywhere. It matters in your workplace as well. It matters between you and your kids. It matters between you and friends. So before, without a whole lot more ado, let's go ahead and dive in. And hi, I see some, some folks out there watching. If you're willing to just pop a comment in and let me know who you are and what drew you in, I would love to know that. Um, anyway, I'm going to keep rolling on. So this whole topic came up. It like kind of poked through my awareness or raised in my mind a couple of years back because someone shared a post on Facebook a couple of years ago about how the idea that you can or should do everything by yourself can be born of trauma, can be born of growing up in a situation where people didn't take care of you. And I know for a fact that resonates with my childhood. And in addition to the fact that I had to do a lot for myself that other people didn't have to do when I was a child, I had a family where asking for help was completely frowned upon, like smack down seriously if you ask for help, um, just ridiculed and probably not going to get the help anyway. So I totally learned to be excessively independent, had to do everything myself, couldn't ask for help, couldn't even allow someone to help me. And this has been a problem that plagued me really most of my life. And I want to show you the difference between self-reliance and self-leadership and why it makes such a huge difference in the outcome of relationships that you have in your life. Self-reliance is kind of what I was describing that I grew up with, kind of how my framework was that I had to do it all myself. And if I couldn't, there was something wrong with me. And that the position of a normal human being was to be completely capable of doing whatever it was you wanted to do by yourself. Now, first and foremost, I want to say this was me lying to myself because, of course, I did not make my own clothes, grow my own food, build my own car, build my own home, install my own electricity, wire my own electricity from some station far away, nor did I own that station. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I actually didn't do myself. But within a huge context of lots and lots of support, I could look like I did a lot for and by myself. But the problem was that I pushed other people away. And I did this in a work environment. I couldn't be part of a team and I didn't know it. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought by taking on all the tasks, I was being the strong one and being a good team player. But actually, I was not giving other people an opportunity to step up to the plate. The other thing about self-reliance is when you want to date or form a relationship, you have to be able to ask for help. You have to let someone in and you have to be willing to be a team. 
which means that you can accept help. Like even if you can't ask for it, you have to be able to accept it and let someone else contribute to your life. And if you're in a position of excessive self-reliance, you can't do that. And again, I want to reiterate, this is largely a defensive position that you arrive at by having a world and life experiences where nobody's there for you and you have no choice but to do it yourself or times in your life when your trust has been betrayed and you have to come through for yourself. And you don't, if that's you, if you resonate with that, you don't have to live that way anymore. And I hear, and I'm bringing this up partly because I hear so many women, when I talk about dating and relationships and do you want a partner, for many women, the response is, I don't need a partner. I can, I can be happy by myself. I can do it all myself. And first of all, great. Of course you can be happy by yourself. I get that. That wasn't what I asked you. What I asked is, would you like a partner? Would you prefer to be in a partnership? No, I'm too independent for that. And what I would say is that's not really independence and that's not that's not self-leadership. And I'm going to just point this book out. Last week I was in my Mindful Dating Intensive Women's Group and I was talking with them about avoidant, avoidantly attached parts, avoidant attachment features and behaviors. And one of those avoidant characteristics is self-reliance, excessive self-reliance. And it undermines the closeness of relationships. It's not actually a sign of being a stable, secure, solid person, because it basically says that your wellness, your independence as a person is threatened if you need help or if you accept it. And that's a way of undermining attachment to other people. That's a, a way of undermining the feeling of connection and bond and the feeling of being part of something bigger than yourself, which is a team, any team, your work team or your personal life team. So what's the alternative? Self-leadership. And what does that look like? Self-leadership means that you have the ability to lead yourself in the direction you want to go in. That totally goes along with and works extremely well with other relationships and partnerships. Because from that position of self-leadership, you're able to stand in your value, truth, and strength, speak for your parts and your needs and what you want, accept help when it's offered, and contribute and receive from a team that's bigger than you. Now, I want to also share a little bit, because I am an IFS informed coach, about what it means to be self-led in the context of internal family systems work. In that model, the vision is, and I happen to agree with this model wholeheartedly, the vision is that at the core, every single one of us has a core self that is characterized by the eight C's of self. And those are calmness, clarity, compassion, confidence, courage, curiosity, creativity, and connection. Those are the eight C's of self. And when you're self-led, you're led from that space within you at your core where you are confident, clear, calm, and compassion, compassionate. You're not defensively pushing people away or refusing and rejecting help. You are actually standing in the most solid place, the most grounded place that you could possibly stand. And I happen to be a a spiritual person, a person of faith. And I believe that that really represents the core self within each of us that is always connected to source energy, the divine, whatever you want to call it, please translate to your words of choice. 
But that core self is always connected to the kinds of energies that give rise to the universe, that make life happen, that, that bring us here. And when you're leading from that place of relationship, you are capable of being connected to your divine source in a super confident, clear way. And you can be compassionate and connected to other people. There's a spaciousness to your connection that allows you to stand for what you believe in side by side with someone else who may be even a little bit different than you. Maybe you're really together in a lot of ways, but you're different. You bring different strengths to your team. You have slightly different things that you want to get out of your team, but you are one team. You are you play together. And that works when you're in a work environment and it works when you're part of a domestic team, like a marriage, a partnership that's long-term and committed. And it works when you're dating. When you're dating from that place where you are calm, confident, and compassionate, you can go out in the world with a vision of what it is you want to create, something you want to see in the world that hasn't happened. And I really believe that when it comes to relationships, right now what's going on around us is we're busy creating new forms and new structures, but what we mostly want to create is new ways of connecting that are actually healthy and nourishing for both people involved or for all parties involved, if you happen to be poly. Um, but that's what we want to create now is that type of mutuality and mutual flourishing. And the old models don't work for us anymore. So when you are self-led in the dating arena, you can show up and ask for what you want. You can express what it is you're looking for, what you need, what your vision is. And if somebody doesn't go along with it, it's totally okay with you. You're fine with that. It's nothing personal. You're pretty clear that what you want is legitimate and valid, and you can let them go on their merry way while you go forward and find somebody who wants to partner with you in creating this vision and making it real in the world. And that's a super exciting place to be. When you're having a life that you share with somebody that has the pieces in it that reflect your values, that make the most of your strengths, and you have a partner to share it with, of course, it's not like, oh, I could take or leave that partner. They're going to become super important to you. But when you're living that life that is led by yourself, that where you maintain self-leadership, the ability to direct your life in the way you see fit, and you have a partner who supports you doing that and side by side pursues their life in a self-led fashion, that's amazeballs. Like that's what it's all about. So there's a really significant difference between self-reliance and self-leadership because if you're self-reliant in that defensive way, you can't be part of that team. You think you must create that vision all by yourself. And I have news for everybody, and I say this a lot, nothing great happens alone. Nobody climbs Everest alone. I think we'd all agree that most people who climb Mount Everest or most people who make it to the Olympics are way better in physical condition and at their sport and athletics and endurance than any of us watching this or talking on this podcast right now actually are. And those people have coaches, they have mentors, they have teammates, they have trainers, they have guides. Everybody has help from somewhere. So this self-reliant, I can do it all by myself thing undermines actually your ability to get the most out of your life. Weirdly, it minimizes your ability to be your fullest version of yourself. So if you're trapped in that self-reliant, I have to do this myself, I can't trust anybody, nobody will do it for me place, please understand you must take part in doing it. You have to be self-led in the direction of your dreams. 
And you must allow in other support because nobody can do it alone. And three, already we live in supportive environments where streets are paved for us, water goes to our house, electricity is on, food is in the grocery store when we need it. We don't actually stand self-reliantly on our own. And if you're off-grid, you're probably not watching this. And I have known people who have been off-grid, they hated it. They did it for a while, it was fun, but the novelty wears off because we are meant to be together. So it's super important to understand the distinction between self-reliance and self-leadership. If you struggle getting from one to the other, or if you're like, oh, if I'm not in this self-reliant place, I'm going to be too dependent. I, I'm either here or I fall apart. I'm either here or I put other people before me, so I have to stay here. I can help you bridge that gap. So if you're stuck here and you really don't want to be stuck here and you want to get to this place where you can be self-led and you would love some support and you want to sail your ship, you want to captain the ship of your life side by side on a journey with someone else who's captaining their ship of their lives and you want to make a journey together, please reach out. I can help you get from here to there. That's exactly what I work on in my mindful dating intensive is helping people be self-led in dating from the moment of writing the profile all the way to finding their partner. Um, and it brings me so much joy. And I'm smiling right now because I got a text last night from one of my clients who met her match. Um, she met him a couple months ago and they have finally taken that next step to have an exclusive relationship. And I got a handful of pictures saying me and my new boyfriend, and it was super exciting. Um, and she was, you know, she is someone who has come a long way from being in a place where she was either self-reliant or overly enmeshed. And now she's in a self-led position and has found an amazing partner for herself. So that can be you. You can totally learn this. You can learn the skills to set healthy boundaries and stand on your own two feet. I would love to help you with that. Um, so what I'm going to do, um, I am going to try really hard here to quickly grab a link so that if you want to book an appointment with me, you can. If you are interested in my five keys to lasting love, you can um, sign up for that as well. And I will get you that in the chat as well. So please feel free to copy those links, open them up. I would love to see you for a free call. It's no obligation. And I really don't do a very hard sales pitch. Not everybody's right for the program and the program isn't right for everybody, but it's totally worth a conversation to see if it's right for you because I know it will make a difference in your life. Um, and it, so that first link is if you want to book your free call. And this next link is if you were interested in just, you know, being on my mailing list, hearing a little more of what I have to say, maybe you're not ready to make that call yet or sit on a, on a Zoom call with me, but you want to know a little bit more about five keys to lasting love. And I have one more minute left. So I want to let you know that in mid-March, um, keep an eye open for it because I am going to lead a five-day dating reset that is going to be a deeper dive into five keys to finding lasting love without losing yourself in the process. And that is going to start on Monday, March 13th. And I will have links ready for that. Let me know if you're interested. If you're interested in that five-day, you can pop a comment down below or you can message me and I will get you on the list for that and I'll make sure you get the link and get registered just as soon as I have those links live. That's all I have for today. In the meantime, have a wonderful day. I'd love to know how this sits with you. So any, any feedback you want to give me would be great. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter 
pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.